You're listening to Creators Conversations that features dope creatives, innovators, and leaders from around the world, giving their perspective on life, pivots, and everything in between. I'm your host, Lacey McKinney, so let's get into it. If you're ready to take ownership of your development but don't know where to start, I'm sharing the strategies that help me take ownership of my career and step into my purpose as a leader of impact. This episode is brought to you by the Impactful Leadership Mixtape. The mixtape is your permission slip to become a leader of impact and show the true value of your expertise. You can download the Leadership Impact audio and a 20-page guide at LaceyMcKinney.com slash Leadership Mixtape. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the last episode of the season three of On The Matter. I'm your host, Obi Chiapa, and whew, it's been a season. It's been a journey. I'm so grateful for all of the amazing guests I've had, and today's guest is no different from that. If this is your first time, On The Matter is a platform where people who are actively working on their goals could be seen, appreciated, supported, and just encouraged and motivated through it. And with that, I try to feature people who are actively working on their goals, who are on the matter in order to inspire you and encourage you to pick up your matter and do it. And in that today, I have Miss Lacey McKinney. And Lacey is the CEO of the People's Voice Creative Agency. Hey, girl, and welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited about this conversation because we were supposed to record previously, but for a mix of schedules or whatever mix up, we weren't able to. But now we're closing out the season with this conversation. So, girl, I'm excited. And the first one, but I know you've got it, so (laughs) it's going to be fine. (laughs) <laughs> All right, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. Yes, yes, we will. Yes, we will. So that said, welcome again, and we'll get started. How about you kick us off with just telling us about yourself, where you're from, background, all that good stuff. Oh, wow. So that's a loaded question. When you ask okay. that, you always wonder what people want to hear. So I'm going to try to see if I can give you that answer. <laughs> no. Just tell us Just tell us what you want to share. <laughs> We're all about what you sure. want to share and what you're comfortable with. Yeah. Sure, sure. So I am a Texas native. So I live in uh, Dallas, Texas, born and raised oh, here. Shut Yes, Dallas, Dallas. And so I'm a lover of the arts. I'm a lover of the performing arts. That's kind of something that has been deep in my heart. I grew up dancing, you know what I mean? And I think that kind of, even though it's a visual art and I don't dance anymore, I'm not uh, doing, I don't do that now, but I think it kind of shapes for who I have become. Mm. And kind of me being attracted to the creative piece. Mm. What I really originally went to school for was health and wellness. And so, yes, throughout my career, I went to Texas Women's University, which is where I got my Bachelor of Science in kinesiology and everything else. Wait, in in what? In what? Kinesiology. What is that? Please, The study of human movement is what kinesiology is. Wow. I have never heard that before. That is kinesiology? Kinesiology. Mm Mm-hmm. See, I'm learning. We're all learning. Thank (laughs) you. Please continue. You're welcome. So I I have my undergrad degree in kinesiology. And so also my minor is in dance. So I did kind of continue on a little bit in that, but trying to figure out what I wanted to do with it. So I've been a personal trainer before. I've taught fitness classes and everything else. I've worked on in 
fitness facilities uh, for most of my career until I got to going into municipal government and okay. everything okay. else. And so I'll put that on top of everything because I know sometimes it's hard to kind of figure out how do you tell the story of who you really are without kind of telling your background of your yeah. nine to five. Yeah. I am one that I balance both. I try to balance being Amazing. an entrepreneur as well as um, having a nine to five. I feel like they're both Amazing. necessary in my life. It's hard Absolutely. for me to be one without the other because I feel Absolutely. like, you know, my job is the one that kind of gives me stability. Me being an entrepreneur is where I get to portray and be that creative person and be able to kind of move and and do what I want to, you know, and add skill sets on. So that's kind of who I am. I'm a person that I'm a go-getter. I I love challenges. I love, you know, risk-taking in a sense. I love to learn. I don't know if we'll get into that, but I'll tell you right up front since you asked who I am. Uh I'm a learner at heart. So Uh not only did I get my bachelor's degree in kinesiology, I have a master's degree in exercise physiology. Um, I have a master's degree in administration um, as well. Um, So I'm a lifelong learner. I love to learn. And then not only do I just take it in, I love to then go out and produce it and see how it comes back out into the world. So I like to utilize what I learn. I just don't sit on what I learn. And I do that by connecting with other people. So what I learn, I take it in and then I then go out and try to give it back out to other people. The kind of turn that I've gone in my business is becoming a leadership coach. And so that takes me kind of till today being a leadership coach because I feel like I've, I've gained all these skills. Yes. In the nine to five working world, Uh I've gained, you know, these skills, been an entrepreneur. So now it's like, what can I do with that? What did I excel in? And leadership is what I excelled in. And so that brings me forward into today being a leadership coach and helping others to reach their goals as well. Amazing. Amazing. And you know what is crazy is I'm so appreciative of the fact you talked about having your nine to five in addition to building out your business and being an entrepreneur. And funny enough, one of my sisters in podcasting, Dunio Dumusu. And I think she should start charging me every time I say her name because I feel like I think <laughs> every other podcast, but she's one of the co-hosts of the Beauty Needs Me podcast. The first time I heard the term careerpreneur was when mm. I heard her. I think it's such a powerful word because a lot of us are doing that. And I think it is very, very important to continue to put out that message that, you know, it is important to keep your nine to five or have that sense of stability because, you know, being an entrepreneur is very sexy right now, you know, especially with COVID and and just being in a pandemic, everyone wants to take that power into their hands of not letting the man decide Mm -hmm. on their professional futures or whatever their economic goals are in the future. And that's great. But until you get to that point where you can comfortably survive off of your hustle for a number of years, you know, I like to encourage people to keep their nine to five and to push that. So here you say that just having that sense of stability is something I'm so appreciative of for sharing that. You're also a podcaster. Yes. Just something you left out. And that's (laughs) such a big deal. Like that's something I listened to a few of your, I've listened to a few of your podcasts after the season, I'm taking time off to like really go into my favorite podcast because that's how I learn and all. I listen to a lot of your podcasts and it's fascinating that that's not one of the things you mentioned when you were describing yourself. It is odd and I guess I'm going to be honest with you and I'm going to go back to being the person I am today versus being the the person I was in the past. I'll say that and the person I was in the past I was more so a introvert kind of shy quiet didn't speak a lot And so I think a lot of people would read that as someone that was nonchalant, didn't care Mm, or what have you. 
But that's just who I was. It was a little hard for me to kind of interchange and just have the small talk. I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah. However, I had to learn to grow. You know what I mean? And so with growth comes me being able to share what I really know, because I I did explain to you that I've gone through all these trainings, got all these degrees, but it's time for me to put that out there and share or what have you, especially if I want to, you know, go forward, not only in my nine to five, but also in my business on both sides of it. So me starting my podcast was me taking that leap. And so I started it uh, during quarantine. It was at the very beginning of quarantine. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to figure this thing out. I'm going to start talking and sharing what I know. I'm going to start interviewing people and everything Mm -hmm. else. And so that's what I did. I launched Creators Conversation last year. And so I've interviewed some cool people. I am uh, now going into season two. I just sat last week and said, you know what, Lacey, pick this back up, get back out there, start talking, interviewing people, sharing tips and everything else. And so I picked it back up just today. I'm going to tell you today, it released on my phone. You you get the notification saying your episode is live. So I I did a Mm -hmm. little just a recap of what's been going on and me going into season two and what's to come and everything. Okay. And so that, you know, that that's kind of where I am, but I'm, I'm using Amazing. it as a tool and just another manner in which people uh, are able to engage with me in a sense of listening to what I have to say and sharing with others. Amazing. Amazing. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. So tell us more because you are the CEO and the founder of the People's Voice Creative. Tell us more about that. Like, what led you to create this agency? What is it about? And just, you know, fill us in on that. So I'm have to take you back a little bit on that because the People's Voice Creative Agency has not always been what I am trying to uh, transition into. So okay. people would mostly know me for PR and marketing. That's probably okay. people, and I've had it here, you know, recently the past month, people asking me um, about PR marketing, still a skill set that I have, but okay. that's kind of where I started. And even going back before that, I started more so in fashion styling. That was my okay. first okay. crush. Okay. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so with every every sentence, we hear a completely different yes. side of you that was yes. not included in your about me. So <laughs> all the way back. Right. 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 So you graduate from college. I know. Fancy degree. I don't even, I can't even, can you say what you got your degree in again? Because I don't want to mess up. Kinesiology. Kinesiology. Yes. You got your degree in kinesiology. You started working in fitness and managed, you know, being a personal trainer. How did you transition from that to the world of marketing and being such marketing and advertising to the fact that that's what people associate you with? Basically starting off being, you know, just my brush with entrepreneurship, right? Okay. Several years ago, it was this big hit to be, I think that's when social media was really coming about. And I I can't Mm. can't remember the years as I'm talking back now, but it was really the change of where Facebook was no longer just for college students at that time. Mm -hmm. I was just early probably 20s or what have you um, during that time is where they switched it over. And so people were posting and taking pictures and all of that type of stuff. And Mm -hmm. I I could share some of my pictures of where I was modeling or as I call whatever it may be. Amazing. Uh So I had a friend of mine that was a makeup artist. And so I think she kind of talked me into this whole fashion styling thing. Not to say I sucked at it because I made money. I worked on shows. I styled uh, people and everything else. And so, but what took me out of that was that the, the whole scene and environment was too catty for me. That I was like, I can't do this. This is not me yes. um, or what have you. So in that time of me doing that, I met a young lady that had a swimsuit brand. And okay. so I started to work with her. She didn't need the piece of fashion styling. She needed more so someone to help her with the PR marketing, get her name out there. 
Interesting. And so, yeah, so once I met her, we started talking and everything else. You know, she let me know what she needed. We started to work together. And so I started to help her with the PR marketing. And so that's kind of when it started to switch into saying, you know what? I like this. I really enjoy this. Mm. I'm learning how to do this and I can do it pretty well of sharing words and getting people out there. So that's what I started to do. And so going into marketing, PR, helping people um, develop events and stuff. And so initially when I launched the People's Voice or what have you, that was what it was geared toward. It was geared toward helping people market their business and everything else. Amazing. However, Amazing. yes, a light bulb came on for me. And I'm like, okay. you know what, Lacey, you have been sitting uh, behind everybody else's business, trying to help them, push them to the forefront. What about you? Yep. Yep. Yes. <laughs> yes. And yep. so that's when I kind of, I had to take a standstill and like figure this thing out of like, what is, what is your business? You still have the PR marketing skill set, but um, what do you really want? You know what I mean? What do you it. really want out of this? And so Fast forward until today, that's where the People's West Creative Agency is going into an agency that will go out and help organizations help build high achieving leaders. Basically, we will talk about the creative mindset. We'll talk about the value creation and how then you take what your teams are doing and be able to innovate and create new products and and, uh, meet customer needs, those type of things, just by doing the basics of getting to know your leaders and building their skill sets and then having them dig in and, and, and bring forth for the best out of their teams, basically. So that's, that's kind of where I am today. So it's a circle of, of figuring it out. And I did it. I, I went through doing that. But today I, I now feel comfortable in what I talk about and what it's become. Let me tell you why your story is perfect and fascinating and is aligned with being on the matter, right? Mm. A lot of times, and since I've launched this podcast, people have come to me and asked me all the questions like, I don't know what I want to do. I don't know what I want to get on the matter. I saw this conversation. I want to do it. I want to do it. And people keep thinking of that big picture item, like that perfect project or that perfect business idea that's going to catapult them into like the next, like into their stardom. And there's nothing wrong with that approach. But I am so mindful and I'm so intentional in telling people that sometimes your Eureka business is literally as a result of the failures and the no's and everything that led to that. I give myself as an example, before on the matter, I had a blog called the Wawa New Yorker, right? Like I'm from Enugu, Nigeria and people from Enugu, we call, they call them Wawa people. They call us Wawa people. And okay. so like it was the combination, perfect combination of both of my worlds in one. I would just write stories of like things that were happening to me, people I knew. And I did that for five years. Okay. And it was storytelling. It's what I love. But I didn't tell people that I had a blog. Like besides my siblings and my mom, who knows, like all I wasn't doing any of the work to push it. I was all over the place. I was really scattered brain. I had no clear vision for it. So I was literally all over the place. Now with On The Matter, all of the mistakes and the failures that I, from that blog is literally what has helped me build On The Matter to what it is today, right? Mm -hmm. Because I knew that if I was going to start a podcast, I needed a clear vision, a clear language, a clear voice. So I needed to have something that I was saying specific. And with that, that has been the propelling force behind what I'm doing and what I will continue to do. If I did not have that blog experience, I would not be where I am with On The Matter. Who knows if I would have started On The Matter. If I wasn't five years behind the scenes, like afraid of someone to see me fail and all whatnot, I wouldn't be in people's faces now like, I have a podcast. Go download my podcast. I spoke to my mom this morning. Did you listen to my podcast this morning? Yes. 
Like, but now I'm in people's faces. Like, and it's such a, it's such a different experience of people who knew me, give or take five years ago versus the person I am today. But all of that and everything that I have experienced, the joy, the laughter, the tears is what has put me in this moment. And that is what will continue to elevate me by the grace of God. So the next level, I'm so happy you mentioned every single thing you've done because mm-hmm. people need to understand that there is a lot of trial and error that is needed in order to get to that particular matter or that business that makes you settled and said, like, say to yourself, like, this is it and I'm ready. And who knows, you can decide to change the course of work for the people's voice creative. Like you can change that in a few years, but right now you're doing something. And Mm -hmm. that is the point. Girl, this is ordained because this is the (laughs) drive to people with this platform and you coming on and really just being an exemplar of that is profound. That is great. So yeah. Yeah, Thank you. Thank you. So please, you need to tell people, yes, I was a marketing. I founded my company. I'm a podcaster. Like I have my nine to five. Listen, girl, I can relate to everything. And I want you to continue to put that out there because this is gold and your story is more relatable. And that's really where we'll get you where you need to be. Great. Thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you laid that all out there because, you know, sometimes I think people are scared to kind of, of tell their journey because if it's not perfect, if it doesn't look, a, you know, a certain way, it doesn't line like this and I'm not here and there, then I'm not, you know, where I should be. We are always comparing ourselves to others, but my journey is not going to look the same as yours and the person, you know, next to you. It should not, because if not, we just make it a bunch of models of a single person and we don't Um, have any creativity that happens. So I feel like it was necessary to share. Let me see. Like, this is what this platform is for. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't want to hear the typical story. In fact, the reason why this platform exists is so you don't hear the typical story. I want to hear the horror story, like the real story, like the, I was all over the place. I'm still all over the place, but I'm all over the place and I'm still moving forward. Like that's what this platform is for. It's not for perfection. Like nothing about this has been perfection and that's not what the space is for. So if you know people who think your story isn't perfect and because of that, they don't want to share it, let them know that on the matter exists. That's what this community is for. A group of imperfect people. I love it. Going through it. (laughs) Thank you back on the matter because in everything that you've learned, something you've said also that resonated with me is how you're an active learner. I use the word active because there are so many of us who take, who sign up for all of the trainings, right? Who take all of the classes, who read all of the books, who buy all of the the master classes and the training programs and all of that, but we really don't put it into practice. And that's where our problem lies. So the fact that you have taken all of the training and everything that you have to create an impactful leadership curriculum, which you are now training people on and really building off of what you've learned is fascinating. So can we use now as a segue to like just talk more about impactful leadership, what that's about, and just how we can use that as entrepreneurs working people, like whatever it is you are, wherever it is you are on your matter, how we can imply that. If you won't mind, like just sharing what impactful leadership is and how we can apply that. Sure. So as you know, there are a lot of different leadership styles 
And so like you can look at, you know, a, a transformational leader in a sense, a leadership style, you know what I mean? Yes. And so there's no right or wrong when you choose your leadership style. It's whatever fits you and fits, you know, how you want to kind of lead. However, yes. I start to talk about leading with impact and this impactful leadership piece is more so a model of how your team kind of sees you and, and, and how they experience you and what they receive okay. from you and everything else. Okay. And so I kind of look at that as saying that me as a leader, how I show up every day, how I okay. express myself, are they getting the same lacy that shows up? You know, the person that, you know, making decisions, are they getting the person that is asking them for feedback um, yes. as well instead of always giving them the answers? Or what have you. So you're basically also using that as a development tool. So, you know, a person that is an impactful leader will develop their team to make sure that they are also successful in what they are doing. Mm-hmm. And the thing about it is what you want to do as an impactful leader, you want to be able to develop people past where they are if that's what they want to do. You see what I'm saying? Not yes. everybody is ready to move and grow or whatever else. Some people are comfortable where they are, but you need to push them to be creative and innovative if they're going to stay within that seat. So you have to kind of meet people where they are. And so that's kind of what I look at as being an impactful leader is that you have aligned all that stuff. You understand that you are using reflective thinking when you're going into your situation, your experiences and and the things you come in contact. You are, you know, active learner as well. And then you figure out how to then take all of that in and be able to share it out with people on the level that they will understand it. So I know I've, I've kind of loaded all of that in together, but that's what I look at as impactful leadership or somebody that leads with impact would be. That would be their kind of leadership style is more so the modeling and somebody and the experiences people find uh, with you as they come in contact and interact with you on a day-to-day basis. I like that a lot. And everything you speak of, everything you just spoke of right now is really, in my opinion, what epitomizes a good leader, right? And I'm very, very quick to differentiate between a leader and a manager. Mm-hmm. Every manager is not a leader. And it's so important because a lot of times when organizations and companies are looking at promotions and all whatnot, you know, the, they emphasize manager, like, you know, someone managing. I feel like if you're a manager and you're not really getting the best out of your team or at least inspiring your team to do the best that they can, how good is that for the organization? How good is that for you? How do you qualify that? Why would you keep that person as a manager? Oh, yeah. And as you're talking about that, it's talking about the difference of somebody being a manager versus a real leader. A leader is somebody that should be able to be a chameleon in a sense. So they can step into that management Mm -hmm. role. They can also step into that role of having somebody else be in front of them. They take the backseat. You see what I'm saying? So that that's the difference of however. Somebody being a manager and that's only their skill set and that's what they do. They're going to probably be a person. They can manage processes. They can, you know, they can manage all of that stuff. They can read policy out. They can keep up with that. You're not following by the book. This is the way we should be doing it. This is the way we always have been doing it or whatever else. Yes. You you know, you're managing that type of stuff. But what you're forgetting to do is lean into the people that you serve. You see what I'm saying? And so that's the difference. Yes. yes, that is a difference. And it's, mm-hmm. let me tell you, like, yes, you're right. Like being able to adjust and bringing that in the spirit of like, you know, your respective matters or like, you know, pursuing something, you really do need to be able to adapt to what the current situation is. You can't be one type of way, some type of way. I need to find a politically correct way or a better, <laughs> at least an articulate way to say that. But you have to be multifaceted. As a, there you go. 
being very linear. My words are going to kick in at some point. (laughs) Yes. Like you said, I love the fact that you said a chameleon because it's very important for people to be able to adjust to the situation. And that is something that is lacking. What does your curriculum entail and how do you actually teach that? And like roll that out to people who are looking to adapt this leadership style. Um, so a lot of it is to me, it starts with self-awareness because the only way you're going to absorb and change or give some type of direction and put some intention behind what you're doing is you being self-aware of what you may be lacking. So that's the start of it. So it's a lot of question and answer of who you are. Try to go down to that discovery role of where you actually sit and kind of where's your current thought process. From there, you start to go into looking at the growth mindset and you start to teach that that mindset. So because only way that they're going to sit, switch and become something different is to kind of turn that light on inside their head to say, you know what, what I've been doing is not working. So that's the self-awareness. And then what I need to do and change is that that growth mindset piece. So that's kind of my starting point right there. Let me tell you, and I'm so glad you said it because I was going to figure a way to like bring that into the conversation because you released an episode on your podcast about having a growth mindset. When I tell you, there are a lot of people who are very set in their ways and are not really looking to adapt to anything. And it's like, I am the way I am, fall into formation or fall out. You start off by saying what a growth mindset is. And then afterwards, teaching us how to adapt a growth mindset. Yes. Yes. So if you haven't listened to that, Creators Conversations, maybe I'll I'll make sure you share that. in your. I will link it. I will link it. There you go. Yeah. Thank you. I got you. I got you. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I feel like that's the start of it. That That's the start of, of any program. And, and just doing that work will take some time. Because like you said, there are people that are stuck in their ways, don't want to change, think my way is the only way. I think if they think that way, they kill the fact of being, you know, humble. I talk about that as well, of practicing humility. You know what I mean? Yes, if they're yes. not willing to kind of change, because you have to realize your way is not always the right way. There's multiple ways of doing things. Absolutely. Just starting off, I want to ask you please to define what a growth mindset is so that at least there's a baseline on people understanding what it is. And that way it could be a point of self-reflection for them. Sure. So I want to start off by telling you what it's not. I think that kind of helps me go into what it is. But what a growth mindset is not is someone that is is basically being stagnant. They feel like they're the person that I've gone to college and that's all I need to learn in a sense. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or I've always been on this job and this is the way I'm always going to perform and do this job because it's been working for the last 27 years and what have Mm -hmm. you. So you, uh, millennial, can't come in telling me any. I'm not giving you an exact description. No, but these are all the descriptions we need. Yeah, Exactly. However, on the flip side of that, what a growth mindset is and what it kind of looks like is all about you pushing past challenges Challenging talk about early on about failures, right? And so a person with a growth mindset will have a failure. However, they will use that as a learning point, right? To move on to the next, to then change what they might need to do and go forward. You know what I mean? So that's that's kind of what a growth mindset looks like. It's also a person, which is one reason why I'm an active learner. A person with a growth mindset will learn. They want to learn. They want to dig in to what's going on. They want to figure out new ways of doing things. So that's a piece to pinpoint somebody with a growth mindset, they don't, you know, see a lot of negative things. They use those things as 
you know, learning and as growing and growth, they're the opposite of that, that pessimist, you know what I mean? They, they see positive in most situations. So yes, to me, in yes. a nutshell, in a picture without giving you a full Webster dictionary piece of growth mindset, that's what I look at it at. Yeah, right? I and like I'm sure I like it can that. encompass a lot more stuff. But for me, that's the best picture I can paint for you. Absolutely. Just having like being open to growth, open to learning, being open to change, being active, the possibilities and understanding there could always be more. I like that a lot. I like yeah. that. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you no, so much. Welcome. So yeah. going back, because girl, I've been taking the notes, right? You said like uh-huh. you will start off your training or like your module is more so you start off with self-awareness, like you know, mm-hmm. to find out where the person is. And then the next step is like, you know, having a growth mindset or even trying to create a growth mindset in these people who may have been, you know, fixated on their ways or people who are just set in their ways and like, you know what, nothing, I'm not changing nothing and all whatnot. So mm-hmm. next phase of that. So next phase of that, once they've done that work and they are ready to kind of shift into a different picture of thinking, now it starts, it's time to look at being intentional around the processes and everything else that you may do in a work setting, you know what I mean? And it kind of mm-hmm. depends on which work setting you're in, but you know, yes. what conversations are you having with your teams? Are mm-hmm. you asking them questions? Are you asking them uh, for feedback? Are you making sure they're a part of the conversation? So it's teaching that piece of becoming that developers that is bringing others along. Um, are you able to then share out the vision? Because when you start to then get people on to your vision and your purpose of what you're doing and what the company needs to do, because it's not always a person that's an entrepreneur that has their own purpose and vision. It's also, you might be sitting inside of an organization that you need to be able to explain that, right? Yes. If the person is able to kind of explain that and and get people behind that and understand their their true purpose of being there and do their work, that's kind of, we start to do that work, start to figure out what do your conversations look like day in and day out? How are you interacting with your people? How are you showing up? Are you showing up as a person that's prepared and ready to give in to people? Are you showing up as a person like you are breathing and sighing every time you walk into this office So just wonder what type of morale um, are you setting up? Are you setting for people? Yes, yes. So you got to have to kind of look at that. And then once you kind of look at that and start to do a little more of that work or what have you, then you go into kind of of then creating the environment. What does that thrive environment look like? What does your team need from you or what have you? Then it's only what they need from you, but to start to depend on the others that are around them, right? So if you're doing your work to understand what your team looks like, you know what skills are important to them. You know what skills they may be lacking. You're having transparent conversations. You are setting goals. You're helping them align with those goals to be able to meet their goals. You're giving them resources to be able to succeed. So all that work is being done as a leader to try to build into the team. You know what I mean? And then after that, you you kind of have this circle environment that you are building and you start to just kind of lay into that work and start to do the work of what that may look like. So that's kind of in a nutshell what I would take someone through if they're going through one of my programs. And of course, on top of that, I have some other ones. So I talk about collaboration, you know what I mean? And people working with teams. So that's a different picture that I can take uh, individuals with because some people are in organizations where their teams appear siloed, you know what I mean? Yes, yes. So getting into the real root of why those teams are siloed and then try to break that down to get them to connect because we show up every day, you know, my name, you know, my first name, you know, my title, you know, the tenure within the business. What do you know past that? You know what I mean? Who is this person and what are their passions? What are their skills? And then what can they then give into 
the teams and what have you asked, are you utilizing that? Because some people, mm-hmm. they have a title and everything else. That's what you want to utilize them for. But that's what makes people stagnant in their positions. Yes. That's what makes people unhappy if you don't know anything past that. So we talk about collaboration and everything else. We talk about the creative mindset is another mm-hmm. piece that I can uh, take people through. So what does that kind of look like? Because maybe we are a team that has been siloed. We've been stagnant. We're not developing. We're not doing anything. It's because they're not thinking creative, you know, creative, creative. you know, yeah, they're, they're, yeah. yeah, they're, they're not using that muscle. So let's start yes. to exercise so that creative muscle or whatever else. Because I know a lot of people think of creativity as I can uh, draw, I can dance, I, I can, you know, maybe be a makeup artist and yeah. graphic design or all of yeah. that type of stuff. But no, creativity sits inside of any type of career. like I'm in a training session because a lot of what you're saying is resonating with me. So after this conversation, I am blessed to supervise three of the best humans in the world. Don't come for my people. <laughs> okay. Or great. But yeah. you've given me information that I can take back to my team or just information that I can reflect on so that I could be a better leader to them. Even though I don't really consider myself, you would not hear me call myself their manager. I'm like, the big sister, like the homegirl. You've given me a lot to reflect on so that I could show up better for them. Mm -hmm. I've been in a lot of trainings. I'm like you in the sense that if there's a training, sign me up because I think that's another way my imposter syndrome shows up. It's like, I want to be the expert in every single way, shape. Mm -hmm. And shout out to Dr. Claudia Marshall for like teaching us all (laughs) things about imposter syndrome and the different ways that have been that expert or wanting to be that expert and like, you know, signing up for all of the trainings and stuff like that. I'm the same way. But what you have done really is like you've brought it back home and shown like real life ways of me to think about it. Mm-hmm. Talking about how you show up for your team, like, you know, being aware of your presence and the energy you bring to the team, because I'm very, very big off vibes and I'm big off energy. So if my energy is off, that really would have a big impact on my team that I even realized. Mm-hmm. Something that I'm now aware of so I could be more mindful of when I show up to my team. So thank you yeah much girl thank yes, you so much yes yes, yes. you gave us a master class <laughs> and told us about your matter all in one thank you there you go you. that said this has been such a great conversation and i usually ask this of everyone just actually i have two questions because you really have been around the spectrum of just building multiple businesses or having different phases of your business so mm-hmm. have you stayed encouraged and motivated to stay on your matter like how have you kept going through it because that's not easy to maintain and this is something you've been doing for years now so tell us how you've been inspired and motivated to keep on keeping on I think I came to a realization what you know kind of keeps me going probably say maybe about a year ago somewhere in there and to be honest I started to look at like okay I've been you know I've worked in municipal government you know the public sector for years I'm nowhere near through in you know leading and, and being you know in that realm of working you know or what have you so I know that's going to continue on I continue I, I want to take other you know leadership roles and everything else right yes. however I still have to think that at some point in time I'm going to retire you see what I'm saying yes. and I don't want to be the person that retires at 65 or what have you, you see what I'm yeah. saying because what I want to do is be able to get to a point where I have taken on different roles I've learned different things I've come to some type of successes but I then still have time 
to be able to take all of that and put it inside of my business and really yes. become a consultant to other yes. organizations to help them grow. You know what I yeah. mean? So I'm not only sitting inside of my moment of where I am, but I'm sitting inside of what comes next, even though it's Boom. down the road. You see what I'm saying? It's down the road, but I'm building that now. Why wait till you get about to retire or the age of saying, hey, it's time to shift to do something else to figure out then what that looks like? No, I'm going to figure it out now or whatever. Yes. And so then when it's time to be there, you're going to know my name. You're going to know what I can offer. You're going to understand my value. You see what I'm saying? Yes. 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 And yes, so girl. That's kind of, you know, what I've been thinking of why I do what I do. Not only on top of that, having children, I have two sons, right? So, I mean, when I'm ready mm -hmm. to sit down, what can I then pass on to my children, right? I can't pass on my nine to five. I can't give them that. They can't just be immediately step into my role. However, I can build a business that they can then become employees of and then possibly become, you know, the CEO of that I can sit down and it still continues on. So figure out something like that, that I can teach my sons and utilize. So that's another reason why I was like, hey, build a business because I can leave them that. I can leave them to be able to then turn into something different and keep it going because maybe at that particular time, I'm teaching about leadership, creativity, collaboration. Maybe by the time we get down the road, it's something totally different that we're talking about in leadership, right? So maybe the People's Voice Creative Agency shifts to that and my kids are able to then go into organizations and teach and everything else. So that's kind Missy. of why I feel like I continue on. Yeah. Girl, <laughs> I was looking for other things to throw. I was about to pick up my mug and throw it. Like, girl, oh my God. Now, yeah. now that's, that's not, guys, in the, that, remember that birthday episode when y'all asked me what motivates me? Listen, <laughs> build a business that I can leave for my kids. I can't leave my nine to five, but I can leave a business for them. Yes. You have just added to my life. You've added, and I'm so glad I asked that question. God bless you. And thank you for sharing. Just giving your determination and your tenacity. You are definitely going to do that. It's only a matter of time, girl. Thank you. Thank you. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Last question. Well, last thing. It's not last thing, but I have all, I have other stuff. But if people want to stay on top of what you're doing and like, you know, keep in touch with you and reach out for like a training session or just whatever services you're offering, can you please let us know how we can stay on top of what you're doing and like just keep up? So I do have a website, uh, LaceyMcKinney.com. And so within that website, I do share, I share my podcast episodes on there. I do uh, some writing, even though I've kind of switched more so doing the speaking on the podcast to take, you know, place of the writing that I did um, as far as blogs and stuff like that. On top of that, what I have done is put together two different things that I'll talk about. One is called the Leadership Mixtape, right? Okay. So within this Leadership Mixtape, it's an audio collection of different tips and strategies to help leaders particularly just check in on themselves. So we're talking about that self-awareness piece. Yes. I've created this impactful leadership mixtape that I'll share with you. You can share out with your listeners. It's a free download. They can download that as well as on top of that, I have a 20 page guide that kind of gives them the words to what I'm saying so they can read through it. There are some things that you can, um, some workbook pages in there that you can then put some of the work into practice as well. So that's on my website. And again, we'll share that out uh, with the listeners or what have you. On top of that, I have a challenge that's coming up. And so it's an impactful leadership challenge that's coming up on May 17th. And it's a week-long challenge where I then send you daily kind of go-dos, kind of mind check. All of that will come into that email about how to lead with impact. So I'll take you through what that actually looks like and give you some tips and strategies 
on doing that, as well as if you sign up, there is a freebie. There's a Thrive Guide that goes along with that. If you just sign up to do that challenge, all of this is free. It does not cost. That's me giving back into those that I want to be able to become the leader of impact, right? Be able to have that impactful leadership with your team and kind of self-check yourself. On top of that, I feel like I'm active on LinkedIn. You can find me on LinkedIn under Lacey McKinney, as well as I am on Instagram under the Lacey McKinney. So you can find me a couple of different places and get a couple of different things for your journey of thank you thank you listen the leadership mixtape i don't know how but guys stay tuned the on the map mixtape is coming out (laughs) listen i don't know how i don't know what it's looking at but (laughs) putting it out into the universe girl i'm so excited i'm so yeah okay sorry last question and this is something i ask of every single person who comes on and that is if you have a quote that keeps you on the matter, and this could be a Bible verse, a quote from a book, a song lyric, anything that just keeps you keeping on. Sure. I'm going to probably take for what my mama um, always said. It's a Bible verse, but she's always told us that, and I feel like it's, it's true in kind of how I teach my kids, how I talk to my children, but it, it's train up a child in the way he shall go. And when he is old, he shall not depart from it, right? Mm. I feel like I sit within that because my mom, you know, put so much into me being a single mm. parent. She was there. She was evident. We did not miss anything. We did not seem like we lacked anything or what happened. Yeah. And so I really feel like I benefited from that in my growth because I, I wasn't, you know, in a sense, hindered as a kid from not having what I needed. You see what I'm saying? Yes. And on top of that, I feel like I've given that to my sons as well, is that, you know, I can give you that financial care. I can give you those things and teach you how to have a growth conversations with you. I almost treat you as if I'm your leader, which I am. I'm your mother. Yes. You know what I'm yes. saying? But I'm, I'm yes. teaching my kids in that way for them to be responsible. You know what I mean? Yeah. For them to have ownership. So like my oldest son, I have a son. He will turn 21 on May 20th, right? Excuse me? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, that is correct. <laughs> you have a son that you birthed that's 20. Yes. Yes. He will be 21 on May 20th. And so just going back to how I kind of, you know, you know, had him, I, I did have him, you know, fairly young. I don't want to talk about age because I'm not. No, 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 no. We're not. I, but I, I'm I just like, I know. <laughs> yeah. And so that you. I think that that whole uh, Bible verse speaks true with just kind of how I, you know, have, you know, I kind of talked to him, interact with him or whatever else. We went to brunch. He took me to brunch last uh, weekend or what have you. We sat down and we talked just to spend that time with one another. And, you know, I I even got him to the point of having excellent credit before he even knew pretty much what credit was. You see what I'm saying? And so then when he got to the point of buying his own car, he was able to walk into a dealership to purchase that car without me being a co-signer. You see what I'm saying? So it's it's training up that child in the way he shall go. So then as he gets old, he's not going to depart from what my teachings are. So that's what I would kind of go by and lead. And then therefore he can, you know, not only... My oldest son and me, myself, we, you know, my, I have a 10 year old son and I have a kids that are 10 years apart or what have yeah, you. Right. Yeah. So therefore it's being that model for him to be able to see what we did, you know, or whatever else, what mom did, what older brother did, how we kind of moved and, and everything else to be able to set the stage for him to be able to, you know, go forth and be successful, which is why, like we talked about that last question of why do you do what you do? Why do you balance all this stuff? Because I want to be the best person and the best mom for them and be able to give them the ability to be able to do what they want to do and to say that they are not limited in in what this world tells them that they are limited. I am 
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so, my mind is blown. (laughs) It's full of like all so many things. Like, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for dropping the gems. Thank you for blessing us. Like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You are welcome. I hope you had a good time. And with that, I'm going to ask you to please sign us out. And that is by saying my name is, and I am on the matter. I am Lacey McKinney, and I am on the matter. Yes, you are. Thank you so much, Lacey. And thank you so much, everyone who has tuned in. Season three has been my best season thus far. You guys have been rocking with me. Thank you for every like. Thank you for subscribing anywhere you get your podcast on YouTube. Thank you so much for writing with me. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Until next time, please stay on your matter. Bye, everyone.